Let's get it. Welcome to the Hampton Sports Podcast. I am Jack Hampton. This is my co-host, Cooper Neal. I know we have been basketball-based for the past eight to nine months, but Coop, we saw the we saw the football season start, and we can't resist. We are just as passionate about football as well. NBA is still going to be our North Star, but we have to dabble in some NFL and college football, especially in September. So what's up, what's up, Coop? How you doing, my friend? As always, surviving and thriving. How are you? I'm good, man. I love to hear that. We're going to get into so much today, including ranking the AFC West after week one, going through the week three AP top 25, and also we are going to rank the top five NBA off-seasons. But first, we're going to react to this Monday night football game, a wild one up in Seattle. Russell Wilson returned. Take us through it, Coop. Yeah. Um, Geno Smith outdueled Russell Wilson. <laughs> oh, God, um, he did. They put up a stat before half, and I think Geno Smith was like 17 of 18 for like 190 yards and touchdown. I was like, that's tough. And I th- and I, obviously, I think Russell ended with more yards and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, horrible outcome if you're a Broncos fan. Um, as a Seahawks, obviously, they were excited to see Russ back. Um, he got booed on the field when he came out for warm-ups, which was to be su- – uh, expected disappointing play calling down the stretch um, and also I don't know if you noticed it as much as I did I felt like Russell Wilson was sitting there and not rattled because I don't think he was rattled I mean obviously he's played in that stadium a gazillion times yeah he took the play clock down to zero every time I don't know if you noticed that but, but I was sitting there and I'm like why are you taking so long he's looked cloudy yeah you know he, he like, looked like it was understandable. Like, I mean, Seattle was rocking. He just he, – he's ran out the other tunnel. Yeah. And he has not seen the effect that the fans have on the other side of the field. You know, yeah. it's it was very, very interesting watching how emotional, emotional and cloudy he was last night. Because you don't see him like that. He's a Super Bowl champion, man. Exactly. And honestly, like – if you had to look at this again, I think the Broncos did everything imaginable to lose that game. Yes. Um, like, that's not even a knock on Brandon McManus for missing a 61-yard field goal because I'm going to be honest with you, the only guy that I'm willing to send a 61-yard field goal out to win the game is Justin Tucker. Yes. Um, I like Brandon McManus. He's fine and all that. But like Shannon Starr said, you spent a lot of money on a quarterback. I think I want my game to rest on his arm. Instead of my kicker's leg. Absolutely. And it's just disappointing. To it is. And the first thing my mind went to is, like, we just spent several years telling Seattle to let Russ cook, and they wouldn't let him in Denver. Like, this is the opportunity to take what is his up in Seattle, fourth and five. You have a minute and two seconds when Javante Williams got tackled, and Peyton Manning's screaming for a timeout. He's talking to his brother, timeout, timeout. And then – they call a timeout with 20 seconds left, and just <laughs> Shannon Sharp was irate yeah. on the Manning broadcast saying, they're going to kick what? And I don't, <laughs> my reaction was the same. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I yeah. get McManus has a big leg, but my God. Yeah, and honestly, it should have never come down to that. No. You have – The two turnovers on the on one the yard line. Yes. And I'm sorry, that was where it was the most noticeable. I was like – it's the goal line. You don't have to make reads about the defense. Run it straight up the gut. Exactly. Let your running back do the job. But because he was rushed, because he took it down to two seconds, he throws the ball to Melvin Gordon, doesn't even have time to react before he's hit and the ball's gone. Yeah. Javante Williams, poor dude, Al Woods was in his grill <laughs> as he's holding Like, just grab the ball and he's literally holding it like this. Mm-hmm. Bop. Ball's in the end yep. zone. Twice. And, and obviously, running back's got a hold on the football. 
I had Javante Williams in a fantasy league. I lost by oh, a point, God. so I take back that fumble and I win. Yeah, I'm still disappointed about it. But, like, Russ, why are you – it's not that deep on the goal line. No. Hand the ball off, run up the middle. You have three chances. It's the goal line. Exactly. Or, heck, get your butt under center and put your head down. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, KJ Jefferson, Arkansas is getting eight yards of pop on QB. Yeah, he was. Shout out KJ, man. But uh, <laughs> Russ' return to Seattle was not what I was expecting. I, honestly, the two uh, former QBs playing their teams and Baker Mayfield playing the Browns and uh, Russ playing Seattle, I picked both Russ over Seattle and Baker over Cleveland, and uh, neither came to fruition. So that was a tough yeah. week for me, too. Dude, I was cheering for both of them, too. That was a thing. And the fact that Baker, I don't know if you saw his postgame press conference, but he was like, I know y'all are going to make a big deal out of this. It's the Super Bowl. Baker, you made fucking t-shirts about the game. Like, that happened. You were hyping it up. So it was not Baker. us. It was you and <laughs> us, I promise. Like, everybody could not wait to watch it. I know you couldn't wait to play in it. So, him putting that on the media, like, they yeah. made a big deal of it. Nah, bro. No, nah, that you, was all him. We, exactly. bet, we, we fell in line, dog. Exactly. So and Miles Garrett quoted him after the game. It was, it was tremendous. That first half was rough for him, man. It was rough. He played – I mean, that second half comeback was good. It yeah, was good, but – I just think there's a lot of, like – obviously, some teams you could just see a lot of rust. Yeah. Um, and I think the NFL right now, there's two teams than everybody else. Um, yeah. It's, it's very similar to college football. You got the three teams at the top and the rest of the college football. The NFL is very similar to that. There was just a lot of teams with either new pieces or new quarterbacks like Baker and Russ where it didn't look – it didn't yet. look clean. And obviously, mm-hmm. you can't expect perfection week one. That's what week ones are kind of all about. That's why we, we love overreacting. Absolutely. You, Absolutely. you got to. What else are we going <laughs> to talk about, man? Be? Yeah. And the thing about the Panthers, Matt Rule's on the hot seat as well. Christian McCaffrey can't stay healthy there. I pray he can stay healthy for you know a lot of people's fantasy purposes. But I just don't know where the Panthers are going this year. They have – some sort of a chance in that division because I think the Buccaneers are obviously going to run away with the NFC South. But, I mean, Jameis Winston looked all right with Michael Thomas back. With Jarvis Landry there now. That's my boy. That's my starting quarterback in one of my leagues. It was 12 deep, and uh, I got made fun of pretty hard for waiting until the very last round to take Jameis Winston. <laughs> but, hey, Jameis, Jameis came back. I mean, granted – they should have never been in that situation with the Falcons, but hey, it's week one. They, they played. They, he played fine, you know. And I feel like him having Dan Orlovsky was saying this on ESPN the other day. Him having two shallow wideouts is really helpful for him. He got in that thirty interception season with the Bucks, forcing the ball downfield. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Now you have Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas, two shallow guys, the best in the business at it. He's gonna be able to, you know, have a high completion percentage with them, and hopefully not turn the ball over. You know? Facts. And speaking of Michael Thomas, hasn't played football in almost two years. Yes, it's great. First corner him. he's playing is AJ Terrell, a guy that did not give up a single touchdown last year. Jay. Mm-hmm. He gave up two to Michael Thomas on Sunday. So like, welcome back, Michael Thomas. Absolutely. Uh, I think uh, I heard can't the guard stat. Mike, man. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> um, but I heard the stat that Jameis was thirteen of sixteen. For like 200-plus yards and two touchdowns in the fourth quarter alone. Damn. So like, heck of a fourth quarter. I mean, Saints did everything imaginable to lose that game, but in the end they came through and kind of showed the Falcons' weakness from last year. Can't score in the fourth quarter. So. No, you cannot. And the Falcons, I feel like it's the same old thing. I mean, Mar- Mariota, I know that Matt Ryan's not there anymore, and he's not doing anything in Indianapolis. I'm, we don't even have to talk about that game, but the Mariota thing – I don't. I don't know where the Falcons are going, man. Young Way Koo is about all they got. <laughs> like it's crazy. Uh, 
Why is Cordero Patterson your best offensive weapon? You have no literally idea. one of the freakiest tight ends in Kyle Pitts. Yeah, get him touches. Get him the ball. Like, yes. I would manufacture. And that was my biggest argument with Arthur Smith last year. Yes. I was like, he, nobody else on your team knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. Yeah. Get him the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, him against a linebacker or even a safety is unfair. Mm-hmm. Get him the ball. Like, I, it's not that hard. <laughs> I absolutely agree. And I'm so glad we, like, started off by talking about football and the results and the performances because every time I turn on the TV today, it's talking about the same old thing, and it's injuries after week one. I, I want to touch on it in the second block now. Dak Prescott, your team, the Dallas Cowboys, is going to be out six to eight weeks. T.J. Watt has a similar time frame with a uh, torn pectoral. So what is your reaction as a Cowboys fan to hearing this yet again with Dak? I'm going to be honest with you. We looked worse with Dak. So, um, <laughs> that's my I, point too. I will make this. <laughs> I was sitting there Sunday, and I looked. I think I looked at my dad like twenty times. And I was like, I think I'm going to retire as a Cowboys fan today. Um, well, you don't. You don't like seeing uh, Brown and uh, honestly, Noah Brown was better than CD Lamb. Yeah. CD Lamb's overrated. You heard it here first. He's a bum. Um, also, Kellen Moore needs to stop being an offensive coordinator. Who got him in our old uh, fantasy league? Who got CD? It, he, he still been, had him from last yeah, year. Yeah, he's been trying to trade him all, all uh, week. Dude, uh, he's probably been manipulating the hell out of everybody. Well, he tried to trade him to me, and I was like, I don't want him. I wouldn't touch him with the 10-foot pole. And he's like – and what's funny is this was CD, CD's chance, and me and Connor had a fun conversation. We were like, he's got the Juju Smith-Schuster effect. Yeah. He's great number two. Yes. He is not good at number one. And obviously – there's a lot that goes into that. Dallas's offensive line's pitiful. Me and you could go out there and probably do the same exact thing that those six five, two hundred or three hundred pounders are doing. They're horrible. But it was one of those things where I'm sitting there and I'm like, you don't you don't have good offensive line. You know that going into this game. Your wide receivers are literally CeeDee Lamb and the rest of the group. Exactly. Why are you not running like quick little wide receiver mid screens, little quick slants, little outs? Like why are you not running quick things? They were trying to do like these deep crossers and posts, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" Like, it, Ke- Kellen Moore made no sense in that entire game. But seeing Dak go down, the opening like reverse bullshit that I, I was like, "Why are you getting so cute against Tampa?" Like, you're, third play of the game. Yeah, third play of the game. That's yeah. like some stupid. <laughs> you know, the best quarterback in the world's on the other side and is going to control the game. So why don't you control your shit and not, exactly. you know, have negative plays like that? I just yeah. don't understand, man. And like the only thing really holding our head is Micah Parsons in that defense. It's awesome, yes. but offense is just abysmal. And like Noah Brown and Zeke were probably our two best players, and everybody's had one in Zeke's head for a gazillion years. I wanted to see that kid. Is it Turkin? I think the returner. Can I wanted to Turpin? see him. Our Turpin, yeah, yeah, Turpin. I wanted to see him run it back, man. Because uh, I saw him, I was like, damn, he made the team. Yeah. Shout out him. He, that was our he only hope of scoring, Jay. That was our <laughs> only hope was him getting the ball. You're probably not yeah, wrong there. You're probably beautiful. not wrong there. But uh, moving to T.J. Watt and his injury, he had a hell of a game, and it was just so so sad that it you know was toward the end because he actually was having an impact on the team. Steelers defense was awesome. Yeah. I mean, Joe Burr. Yeah. He struggled, man. Super Bowl hangover, man. Yeah. Five turnovers. Um, yeah, that was – I hope that's a week one thing. I hope, I hope, I so hope that was just a week one thing. I don't think seven sacks by his offensive line is not just a week one thing. I think that's how it's going to be all year. Um, I think I heard someone say they had four new offensive linemen this year. Jeez. Um, <laughs> you got to keep them upright. I'm sorry. Like, you got to keep them upright. They but spent a bag on him, and they, they still couldn't keep him upright, man. But at the end of the day, you, you can't throw four interceptions. No, have you a can't. Fumble, a crucial fumble. 
I think the fumble came in overtime, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Also, you had miss extra point, miss kicks. And they still damn near won. And they still won. Yeah. Like, the Steelers are bad. Yeah, like, the Steelers offense are. Is Especially horrible. now without TJ as yeah, well. Yeah, TJ Watt. Kenny Pickett will be coming, you know, within the next few weeks, I think. Definitely really pre-week eight, I think. Yeah, because you couldn't start Kenny Pickett against a team that just went to the Super Bowl, and then if he's not playing well through week four, you have to put Trubisky in, and you, then you can't go back to Pickett after that. I understand why they started Trubisky. I get it. They I, won. so like It's one of those things where you don't want to destroy the rookie's confidence game one against the, the exactly just went to the Super Bowl. I like the way they're easing them in. And honestly, the fact that we had no rookie quarterback starting week one is honestly – I think brilliant on a lot of teams' parts. Mm. Obviously, my boy Mac Rowell in Carolina, he's out for the year uh, with the ankle injury. Malik Willis ain't playing right now because people apparently like Ryan Tannehill. Um, sorry, I hate. I can't stand Ryan Tannehill. Um, that's why. I'm oh, I can't either. <laughs> I can't either. I'm. I'm. Uh, there's a reason we haven't talked about the Giants and Titans yet. So. Yeah, we'll get there because they traded away their best player and he was awesome. <laughs> we'll go back to the Cowboys for the time being. <laughs> Who do you want to replace? Do you want the Cowboys to go after Jimmy Garoppolo or anybody else? No, tank, tank for Bryce Young. Um, I'm, I'm over. Damn, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm I'm about to say we need playmakers, Jack. Like yeah. we don't need Cooper Rush. You need Ezekiel Elliott's contract to fall off the books. Exactly. And what's funny is I love Tony Pollard. You love Tony Pollard. That's a Memphis boy, homegrown. Uh, there's a reason Zeke's still on the roster. He can run block or he can pass block. Mm-hmm. So, all those blitzes that Devin White was just coming straight out the middle that Tony Pollard literally sat there and then Devin White's spin move obliterates Dak Prescott. Right. That's why Ezekiel Elliott's still on the roster. He knows how to do that. He's he really good block. at it. Obviously, you don't want to pay 20-plus million dollars to a running back that just is really good at pass blocking. But I'm going to be honest with you. Zeke really did impress me. Like, granted, half of his 8- to 10-yard runs got called back because of a hold-in or all yeah. false art or some, something stupid because we had a gazillion penalties again. Mm-hmm. Typical. Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> but Zeke, Zeke did impress me, and honestly, a 1,000-yard season out of Zeke, I think he stays another year. I, I hope he can rush for a 1,000. I'm just – I'm not there yet with Zeke. I saw him start like this last year, you know what I'm saying? So, I was just like, I'm not there yet. But uh, speaking of somebody I've never been there yet, we'll get into the Tennessee Titans, my Tennessee Titans – uh, folding against the New York Giants. They were up 13 nothing in the first half. And then um, Saquon Barkley put the city of New York on his back and just beat the Titans' ass. And Dayball, okay, so it was 20-13. to I'll just go straight to the fourth. 20-13, to um, Kyle Phillips is back to return a punt. Titans rookie had a great day, in fact, besides this play. Muffed a punt. And the Giants get it, I believe, immediately in the red zone. And then, of course, Daniel Jones does what he does, throws a pick in the end zone. I'm excited. And we give the ball right back to him, and they march down the field. Score a touchdown. Saquon Barkley gets that incredible two-point conversion. Everyone's going wild, and I'm like, Jesus, thank God we got Ryan Tannehill. I felt so confident. <laughs> but then he actually drove us down, got us in field goal range. Reggie Bullock's won us a ton of games. He just hooked a 48-yarder. But, you know, you can't give, you know – team that won as many ball games as they did last year hope and they gave that whole city hope from that game and Brian Dayball you know props to him but if Randy Bullock had set 48 yarder the there's not you know headlines of him saying the balls and all that other shit that happened so it's just really infuriating because as a Titans fan I know we're not going anywhere in the playoffs I just want to win the the sorry ass division I just want (laughs) to win the sorry ass yeah no I understand and like Obviously, I root for the Titans. 
Mm-hmm. But they traded away my favorite player in A.J. Brown. I literally have one. I don't get it, man. One NFL jersey, Jack. And it's an A.J. Brown Titans jersey. How am I going to wear that now? He's on my least favorite team in the NFL with the <laughs> Eagles. How am I supposed to wear that? And, like, Tough. to make matters worse, he has 10 catches for 155 or something like yes, that yards. bro. And he's awesome. And then I'm watching the Titans game, and I'm like, they don't even have anybody to throw to. <laughs> it's just Yeah, yeah. Let's throw it to Traylon Burks and Kyle Phillips in his first game. The Literally the most targeted person for the Titans was Nick Westbrook-Akina going into week one. And he was like a number three or four for us. Yep. I just don't understand, man. I, I don't either. Yeah. I would have paid him. Ten catches, 155 yards for A.J. Brown. Average of 15 yards per catch. <laughs> yeah, he was awesome. I wonder how many targets he had. I'd love to see that. But anyways. Yeah. Yeah, the Eagles, man, they – um, you think they're running away with your division? I think so, too. They need to sure up their defense if they're going to do anything in the playoffs. Yeah. If they're going to do anything in the playoffs. They got it. You can't, you know, give up that many points to the Detroit Lions. Yeah, and honestly, I do think Detroit's a little bit better this year. Honestly, I think Detroit, if they played my Cowboys right now, they'd beat my Cowboys by 20. Yeah. So, like, um, and obviously the curse of the NFC least is still on thick. There's not been a back-to-back winner. For, mm. I don't even remember how many years now, but now obviously the Cowboys ain't winning it. <laughs> Spoiler alert: Cowboys will not have a winning record. You heard season. it here, Week One. Cowboys, Cowboys not winning it. Tank for anybody. <laughs> Get Will Anderson. Just make the defense that much better. Exactly, bro. <laughs> Give Dan Quinn what he wants, yeah. man. Um, let's go into the AFC West now. Before we rank them, we'll just go through game by game. The Kansas City Chiefs went to Arizona and demolished them. Patrick Mahomes, I mean, a cool 360 yards, five touchdowns for him. Spread the love all over the field. Juju got some catches. Travis Kelsey, of course, was at the top of the list. Edwards Alaire looked back healthy again. Uh, what was your reaction to that Kansas City Arizona game? Well, I didn't even get to watch the first half, but then I noticed that the game was over. Yeah. After that, I was like, what in the world? Yeah. And I was like, well, they're not getting out to the slow start they like like they did last year. And, uh, like you said, he spread the wealth. And the guy that really – Clyde Edwards a lair. Yes. I mean, this is a guy that literally they were almost out on. Mm-hmm. I mean, he the first year – the first game of his career was awesome. Yes. And then everything else after that was just mediocre. And you're like, ah, all right, it's just a rookie. Give him a, give him a chance. Second year, he kind of falls behind guys like Jarrett McKinnon. And you're like, man, yes. it's just not going the way you thought it was. And then you saw that game, and I'm like – that's what I. That, that's Clyde Edwards-Alaire from LSU. That's the fit you saw. Because like that. exactly. that's how LSU played. Like it was, you know, throwing the ball downfield, spreading it all over the field, and he's one of the greatest receiving backs in college football history. I truly believe that. Exactly. But honestly, the biggest takeaway: what the heck is going on with the Cardinals? I don't. Like, know. They were not this bad defense no. last year. I mean, I remember <laughs> week one last year at the exactly. Cardinals. They beat the brakes off the Titans. Absolutely. Chandler Jones had, I think, 12 sacks in one game. Like, He's I mean, gone now, I believe. I, yeah, he? I think I think he is. Chandler Jones is now gone. J.J. Watt was hurt. D-Hop was were hurt. Suspended, yeah. yeah, or suspended with the uh, steroids or whatever the hell he's oh, been dabbling in. But, yeah, <laughs> Kyler Murray without D-Hop's not, not too good right now. Because yeah. a lot of those th- those 21 points, a lot of that was in garbage time, you know. Oh, it, it was. It, it was, but I wasn't upset about it because he is my – one of my fantasy quarterbacks. I have multiple leagues, by the way. So <laughs> basically, you name an NFL player, I'm gonna have them. All half the teams on your yeah. fantasy team. Half, yeah. half the NFLs on my fantasy team. <laughs> at least one of them. So I have Kyler and the one that matters, though. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, let's go to another AFC West matchup in the Los Angeles Chargers beating the Raiders 24 to 19. Derek Carr threw three picks in this game with Devontae Adams. How you feel about that? 
Devontae Adams is awesome. He is. Uh, and his former teammate, Aaron Rodgers, is missing him dearly. Yeah. Because um, that it. was pitiful. Um, but Derek Carr, yeah, I think it's just one of those things that he uh, – I think he was trying to force it a little bit too much. Um, this is obviously a rematch from last year's uh, finals, final week where whoever won went to the playoffs, and obviously the Raiders won, went to the playoffs. Um, but I'm going to be honest with you, Chargers – I didn't watch this game fully. Uh, I'm more box score looking than anything else. Right. But, like, I had Austin Eckler, and he did not impress me. And Austin Eckler's awesome. Mike Williams. He won, ask, he won me a fantasy title last I, year. I know. You beat me last year. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that was you in the by championship. The, by the way, I had I nine players on IR. I just want to put that out there. We're in a dynasty league, so I couldn't get rid of them. But, yeah, Jack beat me last year. Congratulations, Jay. Um, <laughs> I was not running it back with Aaron Rodgers this year, <laughs> and I stand by that after week one. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, Mike Williams and then obviously Austin Eckler, I wasn't impressed by them. And I think if I re- remember reading correctly that uh, Keenan Allen might not even play week two. So there was a lot of no-names getting uh, stuff for uh, Justin Herbert and the Chargers. He played well. But he played well. Mm-hmm. Justin Herbert had a lot of hype going into this year. I mean, I think he was ranked – as high as top five quarterback coming into the season. And I was always backing it up. I was like, Justin Herbert's awesome. Yeah. Justin Herbert's awesome. And I, I think he is awesome. And I, he made, he, he made my original AFC West ranking stick with what it is now. Understandably. So, um, Derek Carr after this week one, I mean, you have Devonte Adams as, as we said, but Renfro in the slot, Darren Waller is your tight end. Um, Jacobs as your running back. Yeah. Is it – are you to the point – I'm not saying right now, obviously, but after this season, should the Raiders move on from him? You know, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I like Derek Carr, but I the reason I like Derek Carr is because him and Dak Prescott are about the same. I yeah. think they're the same quarterback. One obviously gets a lot more hype than the other one, but they, they do the same thing. Yeah. They have about the same amount of playoff wins. They have – I mean, and they're both high-paid quarterbacks. Exactly. Um Derek Carr has a lot of weapons. I mean, we just named him. I mean, yeah. that's <laughs> – you got weapons. You can't say it's not you don't have people. I mean, you have awesome weapons if, if he doesn't do it this year. And, I, and I'm not saying, like, it's Super Bowl bust. I'm saying you need to easily be 10-7. and seven. Easily. You need to be easy in the playoffs. Obviously, you might not win your division because yes. this is one of the toughest divisions in football. Um, but you, you need to be in the playoffs, and I think you need to get – in the playoffs, like not just like win wild card and that's it. But I think you need to win two games in the playoffs to make them be solid on their Derek Carr choice at quarterback. What is your bare minimum number of wins that Derek Carr has to have to have a job next year in Las Vegas? I honestly think nine or 10. I I know that's probably, I mean, that's at 500 now with the 17 games or whatnot, but I think you have to be in the playoffs. You cannot be last week of the season having to win a game and having three other teams need to lose for you to make the playoffs. Exactly. You need to be solidified in the playoffs. Obviously, that man right there, his team's probably going to win this division if mm-hmm. I had to pick right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. But you need to be right behind him at number two, maybe a game off, mm-hmm. to where there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You're in the playoffs. Yeah. You have to be. Playoff solid. That's what he has to be. I agree. I say 11 games for, you know, the three guys we named, Waller, Winfro, and Adams. You have to win 11 ball games. I don't know if you're going to be second in the division with the way the Chargers are looking right now because it's just tough. Depending on what their draft pick is, if they're in a range to get a C.J. Stroud, to get a Bryce Young, 
I don't know if I trade up and take him, you know, because I just – I really don't know if Derek Carr is the guy. And that's my overreaction for week one, in my opinion. But I, I think that, you know, he can still right the ship. You have the best receiver in all of football. 16 games left. You have plenty of time. You have plenty of time. It's, it's no need to panic. And, honestly, after watching some of those Devontae Adams routes, I'm – it ain't, it ain't taking much to get him open because you don't need that help. Unlike mm. the Cowboys who need all the help they can get getting open but because I'm out there playing for them. Tough scene, man. It's tough. Tough scene. Let's go ahead and rank this division, the AFC West. Rank them. Give me your number four. I'll give you my number four. My number four is what my number four was going into the season is the Broncos. I have the exact same number four. Denver Broncos are number four for all the reasons we saw last night, man. Russell Wilson just looked off target with everybody. It's going to take a while for things to get figured out out there. The defense, I mean, let Geno Smith march up and down the field as well. Even though they only finished with 17 points, if you're letting Geno Smith go off on you, what's going to happen with Justin Herbert, with Patrick Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes, and maybe even Derek Carr? You you never know. Who's your number three? So number two and number three were the ones that I kind of went back and forth with. I'm ultimately going to go the Raiders, and the reason I'm going to do that is because, A, Justin Herbert already has one win over you. Mm-hmm. So now you have to you have to go 500 in that matchup or it's going to be tough to get ahead of them. But honestly, I like the Chargers defense a little bit more than the Raiders, and mm-hmm. I think that's kind of where I went with it. Um, I think Derek Carr and them can easily still have 10 wins. And, I mean, you can have three teams from this division make the playoffs, which I do think can happen. Um, but – I think I have to put the Raiders at three. I got the same, and I think we have the same two and one as well. I got the Raiders at three, Chargers at two, Chiefs at number one. Same. Same exact thing. Love it. I I think Khalil Mack's going to make a difference with the Chargers, though. I think it's going to be down to the end, possibly even week 17 with uh, Chargers and Chiefs. I believe that is a Thursday night football game that kicks off week two, I think. Let me, let me, let me yeah, double check that. that, that that'll definitely be a tune-in game. But, yeah, um, Chargers and Chiefs, they're 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 for real. I like I like both of them. And like you said, Chargers defense last year was kind of horrible. So like them going out to get JC Jackson from the Patriots and getting Khalil Mack from the Bears, that's literally them saying we want to get better on defense so we don't have to worry about winning last week of the season like we did last year. Exactly, exactly. And to wrap up this uh whole NFL segment, uh Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Chargers are playing Thursday. Who are you gonna pick, bro? Honestly, I'm going Patrick Mahomes. My God, he looked awesome. I am, too. Uh, I'm going Pat as well, man. Nothing Lord. against Justin Herbert and any of those guys out in L.A., but Kansas City is he was awesome. Yes, dude. They, it's going to be them and Buffalo in the AFC, in my opinion. Oh, 1,000%. Those are the two teams that are above everybody else. There literally wasn't a team that I sat there and I was like, yeah, they could compete with Buffalo. Yeah, they could compete with the Chiefs. Exactly. You know what? Let's get into our quick hitters before we wrap up the NFL stuff. Sorry, I completely forgot about that. But before we're going to get into college football next, get into NBA next. Go ahead. All right. So. You know what? I'll start. I'll start the early season MVP, and then we'll, we'll alternate. We're doing this shit live, so uh, respect us, please. Early season MVP is a question you came with, Coop, so I know you have a great, great answer. After week one, who is your NFL MVP? All right, solely on the fact that I know you're probably going to pick one of the top two guys. Um, I'm going a guy. He did not get his contract. He looked pretty damn good week one. It's against the Jets. I understand. We overreact here. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is going to go out and win an MVP, and he's going to say, give me my damn contract. Yes. <laughs> Which – 
I love the fact that he's representing himself because that's just cooler to me that he's literally representing himself. Good as fuck. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then you go out and you have a nasty no-look dime to Devin DuVernay for a touchdown, and Lamar Jackson's awesome. Yes. And I think their division's kind of down in my opinion. I mean, Steelers' defense is awesome, Mm -hmm. but I think that he can handle the Steelers and have a win. So I think they're going to have a lot of wins, which obviously people do enjoy looking at the wins to see MVP. I like Lamar Jackson in his contract season MVP. I love that, man. That toss to Rashad Bateman was different, dog. I hope he can stay healthy, and I think if he does, MVP season. Because he's going to you know, stick that to the, the Ravens franchise for sure. I'm going to go the person you probably were tossed in between, the guy right behind me and Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. 360 yards, five touchdowns, spread all over the field to these new receivers. We talked about Russell Wilson, the chemistry thing not being there. Mahomes, no problem. Juju and him look just fine. Yep. And Clyde Edwards-Alaire jumped right back in and looked fantastic. I'm going Patrick Mahomes. It's my early MVP. Absolutely. And just to give this guy a shout-out, Josh Allen was the second guy I had on this list, but I had to go Lamar Jackson for fun. Um, Got to give Josh some love as well. Give me your early Super Bowl matchup. Obviously, just one week, but give me your early Super Bowl matchup and then tell me who wins. As high as I am on Kansas City, I'm going to go the Buffalo Bills. (sighs) And the NFC is tough. I'm going to go the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, though. I just trust Tom Brady more than anybody else in the NFC right now. NFC is absolutely wide open. But I trust Tom to get his team back there. Julio Jones looked like the second coming of whatever he was with the Falcons. Would have been nice if the Titans had that yeah. last year. But uh, I think Buffalo Bills, I think they win that matchup. Who you got as your Super Bowl uh, matchup? I have the same AFC team. I like the Bills. Josh Allen was playing angry. Stephon Diggs was talking his shit mm-hmm. um, against Jalen Ramsey. I mean, Jalen Ramsey literally gave up a perfect QB pass rating, like 136 yards and two touchdowns on, while he was the defender. Bills are nice. Bills are nice. Absolutely. Vaughn Miller looked awesome. Uh, that was money well worth spent. I got the Eagles. Um, Jalen Hurts, believer. Hot. This is hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like Jalen Hurts. Um, Jalen Hurts is AJ awesome. A.J. Brown was a freak. Um, and I think they have an incredible run game. You got Miles Sanders. You got Boston Scott. You got uh, our boy from Memphis. Are you a Cowboys fan? You feeling okay? That's Sunday night game. What you tripping? You good? I'm so mad at the Cowboys. I'm telling you, I almost retired from the Cowboys and went to like the Saints because I've got my boy Famous Jameis, Mr. Steel, your crab legs, and I really wanted to go for it. Um, but uh, Bills, Eagles, and I, I mean, I think the Bills win that game. Yeah. But honestly, you literally said it. NFC is wide open. Yes. Um, Rams did not impress me whatsoever. Um, 49ers lost to the damn Bears. Um, Trey Lance is garbage. So, like, they're not yeah. – I don't think – they're going to be going back to Jimmy Garoppolo before they make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, Cardinals got shellacked. I mean, Cowboys suck. Giants are the second second or third best team in the NFC. So, like, <laughs> I don't know what the NFC is right now. The Packers got shellacked by the Vikings, and I do not think the Vikings are making a Super Bowl. But you think the Vikings can win that division real quick? Honestly, I can see it, but I'm also – like. The one place I won't overreact too heavily is with the Packers because last year the Packers got beat like 38-3 to by the Saints week one, and then they were the best team, like one of the best teams in the NFC. So I'm not going to put too much stock in Aaron Rodgers having one bad game week one. If week two it's bad again, for damn sure the Packers are going to be in some – 
tight waters. Green Bay needs to go after o- Odell, man. They need to be calling him right now. Yes, Torn ACL at all. I know he ain't playing. I don't right give now, a shit. Odell on one him. leg is a hell of a lot better than what they had against Minnesota. I think with Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, the way he looked, dude, Minnesota could win that division. One thousand percent. Jettas is awesome, and the fact that the Cowboys took Ceedee Lamb over Jettas. <laughs> Real. But also, uh, yeah, the Packers might even need to call Terrell Owens. I mean, he's still out there running four four. So like, <laughs> I don't, I, he might be fifty now. But I mean, get him some popcorn. He'll yeah, be straight. He'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Another question you brought is, who is your AFC Defensive Player of the Year this year? AFC, I'm gonna go. I'm a, I'm a dip in the Kool Aid. All the way. I got Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, he had one pick six. Minka was all over the field. He looked awesome. I'm going to go Minka Fitzpatrick. Who you got? I love that. I'm going to have Vaughn Miller cranking back the clock. I loved what I saw on Thursday night, man. I just loved it. Two sacks against his defending Super Bowl champion team. I think Vaughn Miller cranks it back, and Buffalo is going to be one of the best teams in the league all year. He wins that award. I love that. All right, give me your NFC. I am going to go Khalil Mack of the L.A. Chargers. I think just what he did against the Raiders, that game-saving sack he had, I I love. This is all recency bias for me. I love Khalil Mack winning. What about you? I'm back to my Cowboys roots. Michael Parsons is an animal. Two sacks. I mean, he literally hurt Donovan Smith because he messed that dude up so bad and sacked Tom Brady. And he, he was awesome. Absolutely. I mean, he is – they literally had three guys on him. Yes. And he still was getting there. He is awesome. I got Michael Parsons. Can't go wrong with either one of those, I feel like. That is all I have. You got any more quick hitters? I got one more. Let's get it. Give me your NFC Rookie of the Year. NFC Rookie of the Year. I got an AFC one. I'm going to toss the NFC one to you. I can't think off dumb. Uh, NFC, I'm going to go with Jahan Dotson. I hate Carson That's Wentz. That's what I was thinking. I hate Carson Wentz. Um, and obviously, yes, I'm picking another – He's player. leading in odds, by the way. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Jahan Dotson was awesome. He fit right into that uh, commander team. Almost said Redskins. He fit right in. Um, yeah. He looked awesome. Ron Rivera schemed it up perfectly for him. I, I like Jahan Dotson a lot. Well, whenever I can't think of one off dome that sounds good, I'm going to go with Jahan Dotson as well. <laughs> My AFC rookie of the year, though, is Traylon Burks. Just out of Titans bias, man. Who the hell else is Tannehill going to throw it to? I get the Kyle Phillips played well. Westbrook Aquina still there. And who knows what Robert Woods is going to be for us this year. But I feel like Traylon Burks, they drafted him in confidence that he can replace A.J. Brown. He will not be able to replace A.J. Brown, but he's going to get the targets. I'm going Traylon Burks. I got Brees Hall. Uh, the Jets, obviously I don't think they're going to be just like a great team. But I like Brees Hall. Um I, th- I think he was very high up in the odds as soon as he got drafted here. But uh, I- I'm going to go Brees Hall of the Jets. I love that. Can't go wrong with uh, the Jets, too. Hopefully they have a little bright spots. Hopefully Zach Wilson can get healthy, man. Because yeah. I feel like even in the second year, he's on his way out the door. Mr. It- steal your mom, baby. It's tough steal your mom. <laughs> Zach Wilson, you are like that, man. You like that. Straight dog mentality. Absolutely. I think that's a great way to wrap up this NFL segment. After these words, we're going to get into our NBA top five off-seasons. And before that, we're going through all 25 of the AP top 25 going into week three after these words from yours truly. Football fans, what's good? Every Monday at 6 o'clock, I will now be live streaming to talk about what happened the previous weekend. And this is a completely interactive show. Y'all be sure to comment, and we're going to talk about what you want to talk about, your favorite team, your favorite player. So y'all make sure to tap in every Monday at 6 o'clock, and let's talk some football.
Grizzlies fans, what's up? Every Thursday at 11 a.m., me and Coop's Grizz Talk premieres, and we talk about every jaw dropper, every Desmond Bain three, and every Jaron Jackson block. So y'all be sure to tune in weekly to never miss a beat on your Memphis Grizzlies. Go Grizz. Let's get it. Welcome back. It's time to get into some college football and NBA action. We're going to start with this college football stuff. Biggest headlining news of this week, I think, is the Scott Frost thing. They finally moved on. The Georgia Southern loss. Yet another one-score game that Scott Frost lost, and they were just had enough of it. They did everything they could to keep him. Yeah, 20, 20, I think 21 or 20-and-a-half 20 point favors in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you paid one-point-something million to Georgia Southern to come play you, and Jesus. you lost. Honestly, looking back, Scott Frost does not – kick the stupid onside kick up 10 against Northwestern. I think that's a different ball game. Uh, he – I just don't know what happened. And, I, obviously, I think him getting Nebraska back to the glory days was never going to happen because it's Nebraska. Yeah. And, I mean, you can go ask any football player. They're not going to be like, oh, Nebraska's where I want to go play football. Exactly. Um, Midwest kids are going to Ohio State. They're going to Michigan. Yeah. And then kids from Cali and Texas are going to the schools there or they're going to the SEC. So exactly. nobody's thinking about Nebraska anymore. Exactly. Man. And so, obviously, I think everybody saw this coming. Absolutely. Well, another thing that happened in the AP Top 25, we're going to go through this, but up top, there's some movement, man. Georgia jumped Alabama after Alabama struggled with Texas. Had all those penalties. It was very unlike Nick Saban-led team to really have all those penalties. How do you feel about Georgia jumping Alabama? Georgia should have started number one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I get it. Alabama's obviously always incredible. Ohio State, obviously, is always incredible. Georgia literally just came off of a dominant, dominant season in a national championship. Yes. Why did they not start out number one? Yeah. I will never understand it. They're right in their back place. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to see Georgia number one. Can Stetson Bennett win the Heisman? <laughs> I don't know about the Heisman. Oh, I, I'm going that far. <laughs> After week one against Oregon, I'm going that far. Stetson Bennett can absolutely win the Heisman. Oregon's ass. So they are ass. But they're in the top 25 again. Which is bullshit. <laughs> Were they in the top um, 25? Which is bullshit. I literally looked at 25 and saw Oregon. I'm like, wait. Did they not remember two weeks ago they just beat by fucking 40 points? I would rather Marshall, Appalachian State, or Mississippi State Dead ass. over Oregon. Dead ass. Um, that's, that was bull. But Stetson Bennett is awesome. But at the end of the day, what is Georgia always based on? It's based on run and a game-managing quarterback. He's going to get to the point in the season where you're playing SEC foes. He's not going to be throwing for 300 yards, scoring on the first six possessions. Against Tennessee, he will in their defense, I think so. Shout out Big O. <laughs> Shout um, out Big o. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I love Stetson Bennett. I think he's an awesome story. I mean, walk on to he leaves, goes to JUCO, comes back on scholarship, finally wins the job. First year he actually came into the season as a starter. I'm rooting for that kid. Obviously, national champion, something all the guys before him, Jake Fromm's of the world, all those guys couldn't do. So, like, I love Stetson Bennett, but I'm not – You're not, not going, going, the, you're not going, going the Heisman talk. talk. I'm going the Heisman talk, man, because I feel like it's wide open right now. I really do. Is. Who is, like – I know we didn't even prep for this, but it's just coming to my mind. Do you have anybody in mind that wins the Heisman, in your opinion? You're going to be mad at me, but honestly, I'm Bryce Young. I mean, oh, you're, I you're facing – literally, it's 19 to – six. no, 19 to 17, and you're on the game-winning drive. That dude had him dead to rights to sack him. Yes. That corner from Texas. Beautiful blitz, incredible play call, had Alabama dead to rights. 
Bryce Young ducks it and runs for 20 yards. They kick the field goal and win. That's a Heisman moment. Already in week two. Texas, yes, I get was not ranked. Texas was definitely way better than people thought they were. The signing of Gary Patterson, the former TCU head coach, as their defensive coordinator, incredible. Sarkeesian knew that he needed somebody on defense because he's obviously offensive-oriented. Um, they have something down in Texas. I'm not going to say anything to the point of they're the best team in the Big 12 or anything like that, but Texas has something going, and I think everyone, including Alabama, slept on Texas before that game. I think Texas is done for this year. Quinn Ewers, that injury has a lot to do with my opinion. Um, they are ranked at 21 going into this week. I don't think they'll stay there. But my thing with Texas is next year. You insert Arch Manning into whatever the hell we just saw Saturday, that's scary hours for Texas. Yeah, I don't know if Arch Manning's going to stay committed very long. You think? Um, obviously, I don't know that. But Quinn Ewers is legit. And I'm sorry, that's a true freshman, or he's a retro freshman. So yeah. Art, you're going to tell me Arch is really going to go and try to. Arch, I think he will. Arch wants I think to go he play. will. I think Texas. I think he Arch Manny will walk in and start next year. I disagree. I think Quinn Ewers is legit. Really, um, Quinn Ewers literally in that first quarter was electric. He was obviously he's out for four to six weeks, um, and I think Hudson Card can limp them and keep them afloat. But I don't think he's Quinn Ewers. Um, he's legit. Mm-hmm. He uglier than dirt, but he he's legit. <laughs> that mullet and that beard is nasty. He's both of those things. I'm not saying he's not legit. I just think the Arch is one of the biggest recruits in the history of college football. I know, and and obviously I'm still holding out hope he comes to Ole Miss because Ole Miss's quarterback situation. Ah, uh, okay, I see what's going on here now. Ole Miss's quarterback situation is abysmal. You're not guy. liking Jackson Dart now. Jackson huh? Dart's ass, okay. dog. I'm sorry, <laughs> Jackson Dart is ass, and if you're listening to this, you heard it here first. <laughs> He has no clue what he's doing in that offense. What Luke about Al- the backup? Luke Almar's awesome, but he freaking hurt his shoulder. I'm so mad. We'll get to Ole Miss. We'll get to Ole Miss. That's just the preview. <laughs> I think I think Luke or Arch Manning committed very early, which most of the time when you see a recruit like that commits up very early, he decommits at some point. That's true. And he and his his recruiting's still going on. Yes. You know, good and well, Lane Kiffin's still calling him each and every week, probably maybe multiple times a week talking to him. Yes. I mean, he was at the game. I was at the LSU game where his uh, uncle Eli's jersey was getting retired against LSU. He was at that game, standing on the sidelines next to his uncle, watching the entire crowd cheer his name, watching Manning be in the end zone. You're telling me he doesn't, he's not still thinking in the back of his mind, I could go literally play with one of the greatest quarterback coaches in Lane Kiffin. I mean, you're, I think that I think we got to think that his recruiting is still available. Yes, him and Sark have an incredible relationship, and I and ultimately he is committed to Texas. But after watching Quinn Ewers, I can't sit here and say that I don't think Arch Manning sitting back like I could beat out Ole Miss's quarterbacks before I could beat out Texas. I think I really think that he wants to blaze his own trail. And if it's not Texas, I think it's Alabama. Bryce Young gets drafted; he can waltz right into Tuscaloosa and win the job there too. If it's not Texas, I think it's Georgia before Alabama. Okay. Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett is gone. Obviously, that's not – Does he have like an eighth year of eligibility left? Because I feel like – I don't know. He's been there for 12 years. (laughs) Dude, I swear to God. Um, Because he played at Juco before that. But, like, you definitely don't have competition there. And the reason I think he committed to Texas over Alabama originally – I don't think he wants to hear from Saban, hey, you might not start your first year. Yeah. 
I don't think he wants to hear that. And because Saban will make you work for it. I mean, that's how it always works. I mean, Trayvon Diggs comes in as a wide receiver, just like his brother Stephon Diggs. And he says, the by the way, you're not playing wide receiver anymore. You're going to corner and you're not playing this year. Exactly. <laughs> like, and now Trayvon Diggs obviously just led the league in the NFL or led the NFL in interceptions last year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he. The only reason he was looking at Bama was because of Sark, and then obviously Sark's at Texas now. So, mm. obviously, I can see him going to Bama. It wouldn't be unlike Alabama to get the best player ever. Absolutely. They, they literally have five. They get whatever the yeah, hell they want, man. It's ridiculous. But. Let's actually go through the AP Top 25. We're going to play agree or disagree now. We agree with the first two, Georgia, Alabama. Let's start at number three. Ohio State, agree or disagree there? I agree. I think Ohio State's one of the top three. I do as well. Uh, nothing else said. Michigan at number four. How do you feel about that? They've played me and you in football, so I don't really know. I, I, yeah, I think they're right. Above right the other be. teams, yeah, I above agree. above the others, I agree. Above the other teams, I agree. And it's interesting. Two SEC teams, two Big Ten teams. It's the power conference is starting to really form. It's it's really cool to see. Clemson at five. DJ Uyangale is not uh, revered anymore. No, I, I disagree with that one, and I'm going to tell you why. There's a team – I think five spots below them that should be above them. I don't know where they are, but we'll get to them, and I think they should be above Clemson. Six, Oklahoma. I'm not that – I haven't I'm seen I'm not much. either. I haven't seen them. I haven't watched yeah. them. Um, I don't even know who the hell they played. So They I, play They play a coachless Nebraska this week, so we'll see. They're yeah. starting out as 11-point underdog. It's a big or, noon um, kickoff game. Yeah. What a tragedy. Gus Johnson. Gus Johnson. <laughs> Dude, he's electric. I loved him calling that Alabama Texas. So I'm gonna disagree on that one. I, I don't like. I am too. I'm there. disagreeing on both at Clemson and Oklahoma. I I'm not high on DJ and then Oklahoma. I haven't seen any of what Brett Venables has brought there. USC team. I'm actually kind of high on, bro. I know they just beat Stanford. Like that's not some overreaction and Rice the week before, but Lincoln Riley, I have an affection for. I really do. Him and Caleb Williams both. Jordan Addison is legit. Just absolutely. Blew in a golf winner last year. Transfers from Pittsburgh after Kenny Pickett. Gets drafted, obviously. Goes to USC. I think it's like 12 catches for 225 yards and four touchdowns in the first two games. I'd put them above Clemson. He's awesome. I'd put them above both of them, but there's still a team that we haven't gotten to yet that I'd put above them. I know. I uh, probably know it's not Oklahoma State at number eight. I like Oklahoma State. I, th- I think I like Oklahoma them. State's right behind. They got I'd a solid put, team every yeah, year. I'd probably put them above Oklahoma um, and maybe even Clemson. I, I'm just not very high. Clemson – Yes, I understand the the final score is going to say they obliterated Georgia Tech, but it they, they're not. DJ is probably going to get benched by the end of the year for that five star Kubliak mm. or some. I don't know how to say his name. I'm sorry, Clemson fans. What's an accurate number for you for Clemson? I think they're top ten, but I don't think they're number. Are they five? Took the words out of my mouth. Yes, they are five. I, I think they. I think they're their floor. Eight, nine, ten. Their floor is ten, in my opinion. Yeah, I think they're top ten. Same with Oklahoma. I just don't think they're five and six. Um, Kentucky at number nine. That's bull crap, and I'm sorry you beat I a agree. dude who literally threw the ball to your corners more than he threw to his teammates. Kentucky should not be that high. Will Levis drinks mayonnaise in his coffee. He's absolutely disgusting, nasty, team. despicable. Will Levis. <laughs> Number 10, you have K.J. Jefferson in Arkansas. That's who should be number five. Cam Newton uh, Arkansas, uh, yes, obviously they gave up a lot of garbage time to Spencer Rattler, who's just pitiful. But <laughs> he actually played okay in that game. Not the not the game one against Georgia State. As a Tennessee fan, I know. Yeah, Georgia yeah I know. State you're paying attention. Give you some uh, scares. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Jeremy um, Pruitt and his cheating ass. Sam Pittman's for real, dude. Absolutely. We I remember when me and you saw his first press conference where he just went, Yes, sir. And we, we were busting out. We laughing. laughed. We laughed. Sam Pittman's legit. I would laugh again. 
I would not be shocked if Arkansas is the number one team in the SEC West by the end of the year. Really? Over Alabama? Over Alabama. Wow. That is uh, – I like Arkansas a lot, and that pains me very much to say because Arkansas – I like them too, but I like head. I like Bryce Young and Will Anderson too. I do too, but I'm going to be honest with you. Is the game in Fayetteville? I think it's in Fayetteville this year. I do not actually know that. I have no idea either. If it is, that's going to be an Probably awesome game. Know. That's going to be game day in Fayetteville, Arkansas. No, absolutely. But, um, so you think Arkansas will finish over Alabama in the SEC West? I'm all in. Okay. I'm all in on the Kool-Aid, and that pains me to say – because um, I will be getting texts from Arkansas fans being like, I thought you were an Ole Miss fan. I still hate Arkansas, but I like them this year. They're interesting. I, I like them at five right now. I think they're I think they're better than the four or five teams above them. But KJ Jefferson, I, I know I mentioned it in the NFL segment. He literally was lining up for QB sneaks and running seven to eight yards. Mm-hmm. Like they're literally telling you what they're doing, and he still did it. He's awesome. Uh, their offensive line every year at Arkansas is a bunch of big corn-fed dudes who are insanely huge, and they just mow the way. And they have Rocket Sanders. I like them a lot. I like them too. I just don't like them that much. Not more in Alabama. I think Arkansas above Clemson and Oklahoma, but yeah, you've been drinking something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know that hurts me to say too because I, I still do. have. Oh, like, I know. I know. As how I'm much saying you it, I'm still playing the oh. Hunter Henry throwing it backwards, 25 <laughs> yards, and beating Ole Miss. The one year we were going to go to the SEC championship. Uh, you don't think that's still replays? Oh, I know I have it nightmares is. Nightmares of that game. Oh, I know it does. Let's move into outside the top ten at number eleven. We got Michigan State. I'm fine with that. Michigan State didn't impress me week one. I had them on the spread, and they didn't cover, and I was still disappointed. But I like I like their head coach, um, but I, I I like them at 11. Yeah, I'm fine with that. BYU at 12. I like BYU. Um, they can maybe be a little bit higher, but I like BYU too. Miami at 13. We, we're going to see. They're overranked. They, they're always overranked, but we're going to see. They play at A&M. This Saturday, so that'll be an interesting top twenty-five matchup. Utah at fourteen after beating Southern Utah and losing to Florida. I, honestly, I think if you put Utah and Florida on the field again and you tell them play the game again, Utah wins by twenty. Yes. Um, I think Anthony Richardson just had the best game of his life and caught Utah by surprise. But Utah, I like Cam Rising. I like him. Um, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen is probably about where they should be. Um. But I think if you play that Utah-Florida game again, it's a different outcome. I agree. I agree with that. Because what the hell was uh, Anthony Richardson this year? Or this week, excuse me. 14 of 40, it felt like. Yeah. When, and he, when I tell you the catches to his receivers were harder than the catches he threw to the other team. Because, I mean, he hit Kentucky's dude right in stride for yes. the pick six. Like, mm-hmm. It was pitiful. It was. One I know you disagree with. Tennessee Volunteers, my Tennessee Volunteers, at number 15. That's just bullshit. I'm sorry. <laughs> they barely beat a hobbled pitch. Hennon Hooker for Heisman. They, <laughs> I was with that. I was with that at the beginning of the year, but he is just not impressed uh, as much as I thought he should. Absolutely. Um, they beat a hobbled Pittsburgh. Literally, their backup quarterback could barely walk. And they still couldn't get to him. I hear you. I hear you. I don't think they should be 15, but I think they should when I look at the teams behind them. Do you think Florida should be ranked above them? Florida should be ranked. He sh- okay. Do you think <laughs> Baylor should be ranked above them? No, ba- Baylor's offense is kind of pitiful. Wake Forest above them. Wake Forest. Uh, I-, I like Wake Forest. Sam Hartman. They beat Vanderbilt. Everybody beats Vanderbilt. Okay. Except for Elon. Texas, a team that just lost their starting quarterback above them. 
No, but I do like Texas being in the rankings. Penn State, who somehow is in the rankings above them. No, nah, Penn, Penn State's always Pitt the above them. Well, the, they just they just beat exactly A and M who just lost to App State above them. A and M and I know damn well you're not putting Oregon above them. Tennessee's at fifteen. That's my point. Tennessee's at fifteen. But there is one team I didn't name. Would you put Ole? You put Ole Miss above them? I didn't name my team. I heard it. Did you? Would you put Ole Miss above them? We're going to have this conversation. There's still golf balls that people still have that were ready to be thrown at Lincoln. There's a whole lot of condiments and stuff being left on the field as well. Hey, all I gotta say is. I'm glad we don't play each other. Yeah, we don't play. There's not going to be a (laughs) fucking riot. Thank God. It's like another seven years until we have to play at. Well, actually, I don't even know if we play at Neyland next time. No, it'll be be at Oxford next time. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I mean, I'm fine with it. I just thought it. It does look high. To me, I thought it was high. And then I went to the teams behind them. I'm like, all right, these. All right. You probably know how we feel about the final. We'll get into Ole Miss right after this. But we know how we feel 15 to 25. Meh. We have no idea. Why is Oregon ranked? Yeah. Appalachian State literally went on the road to Texas A&M and just 186 yards. And A&M's still at 24. Did you see what Johnny Manziel tweeted? Uh-uh. He goes, I still got some eligibility left. <laughs> Talking about Haynes King. Haynes King was ass. How can you pay your whole team? How can you pay your whole team, but you can't find a quarterback? Yeah. That's pitiful. It I don't is. play better than Haynes King. Yeah. I ain't picked up a football and played football since seventh grade. Mm-hmm. And Nia Smith out there playing with some charges, too. Texas A&M's got it going on, huh? Attaboy, Jimbo. Attaboy, Jimbo. <laughs> back to back Kevin to Sumlin's got a better record than you, Jimbo. Facts. Did you did you hear all those things? Like, Kevin Sumlin, like, in the same amount of games, had one more win, uh, less losses against yep. the top-ranked team. I mean, and he didn't get paid $100 million oh my God. for 10 years. And he didn't call out Nick Saban the entire offseason. <laughs> Can you imagine what a slaughter that's going to be? Jesus. The Alabama-Arkansas yeah. game, I'm with you. I think Arkansas is there to compete in the West, but I don't know, man. I don't know. It's let's, definitely an interesting SEC West. Let's it's get into the Ole Miss Rebels, man. How are you feeling about with these two uh, <laughs> easy games on your belt? Obviously, we haven't played anybody. I mean, we played Troy. Who y'all got this week? Georgia Tech, at oh, Georgia Tech. Okay. We're opening a 16-point favors on the road. Y'all should be. Y'all take care of that. I think that's a lot. But, anywho, because I, I don't know who my quarterback is still because it's still a competition. Bro, he it's week to week. Are you serious? Well, I he did not know this. Lane Kiffin is the most vanilla person in his media sessions. He literally, they were like, any news on quarterback play? He was like, we'll probably pick by Thursday or later in the week uh, who's going to go first and who's going to go second. I was like, what? Right. I was like, have you not seen enough yet? I've seen enough, and I know Luke Altmaier is the better quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like, and we'll get into that in a second. But he's obviously sticking with that. I thought Luke Altmaier had a shoulder injury that was serious. He said he was out there playing, but that's all he said. I don't know if he's playing banged up. I don't know yeah. if he's healthy. I don't know. <laughs> Lane Kevin has been very vanilla, as has the Ole Miss offense. Literally, Jackson Dart said in the interview, I was not happy he said it, but he was like, well, when we called the other play again, and he was literally saying we've called the same plays over and over and over again. We just make different reads. And that's literally what we're doing. It's the most vanilla offense we have right now. I mean, we're literally running inside zone. Both ways. I mean, that's it. I mean, mm-hmm. we're it's very vanilla. Interested to see Georgia Tech. Defense is awesome. But as far as the quarterback battle goes, Luke Altmaier had a year under Matt Corral and had a year with the playbook. He obviously knows how to manage the offense better. Mm-hmm. Jackson Dart probably has more upside and more arm strength and all of that. Mm-hmm. He's young, and he literally just wants to chunk the ball down the field. Literally half of his highlight plays were him throwing in a double, triple coverage, and then Jonathan Mingo one-handed in. 
Mm-hmm. And obviously, you can get away with that. It's UCA. It's Central mm-hmm. Arkansas. Try that against Alabama. Absolutely. What happens when you throw in a triple coverage against Alabama? Mm-hmm. That ball's most likely going the other way. Yes, Jonathan Mingo made an awesome catch. I'm glad it was Sports Center, all that stuff. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. And that's why if I'm Lane Kiffin, yes, Dart has more upside. Luke Altmaier is going to be your better path to, I think, winning ball games Because mm-hmm. our defense is legit, I, I think. <laughs> I think. Obviously, we've played a bunch of bums. I like our defense. You just can't turn the ball over. Jackson Dart, I think, is going to turn the ball over. I think we're going to have another, like, miserable game against somebody where we have six interceptions thrown like we did against Arkansas a few years ago, which was disgusting to have to watch. But I got a lot of questions about my Ole Miss Rebels yet, and obviously they haven't shown very much, but I don't know. Off Dome, if you don't have them, I know we didn't prep for this, but if you do, Off Dome, who's not in the top 25 that you think deserves to be in the top 25? Honestly, uh, I've mentioned App State. I think you should be. You just beat the number seven team at the time. I like uh, that. And you also took North Carolina to the brink. You scored 40 points in the fourth quarter. That's unbelievable. Um, shoot, even Marshall for beating <laughs> bum Notre Dame. Obviously, poor Marcus Freeman in his first few Yeah, games. I like that guy, man. I hate I, I'm him. rooting for him. And as much as I dislike Notre Dame, but um, North Carolina, but the biggest one, and this also pains me to say as an Ole Miss fan, no, I know Mississippi State. Um, Mississippi State schlacked Memphis as they should have. Thank you. And they beat the brakes off of Arizona. In that a was a sleeper game. game. Exactly. It's a trap game. They play LSU this week. They could have been looking ahead, and they went out, had a ten o'clock game in Arizona, and won. Took care exactly. of business. I think Mississippi State sh- definitely over Oregon. I'm sorry, Oregon should have never made it back into the top twenty-five. They got massacred. Mm. Everyone saw it. <laughs> mm. Why are they back in the rankings? I agree. My um. My three teams are similar to yours. I'm gonna go App State, Mississippi State. I'm I'm gonna slide Florida State in there. Shout out Norville. I'm Shout just, out Norville. I'm gonna, just that LSU win was big for him a couple weeks ago. SEC West. Final thing with college football before we move into the NBA. Um, SEC West. What is the top three at the end of the year for the SEC West? Arkansas, Alabama, Mississippi State. Let's go. I'm a Tennessee fan. I graduated from Mississippi State. I was so interested if you're going to put Ole Miss above Mississippi State because to me, Will Rogers back with most of the receivers back, I'm going Mississippi State too. I was nervous as hell going into the season, but I think they're, I think they'll be just fine, man. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, listening to people's like SEC Media Day picks for quarterbacks, and they were doing like top three, and it was always like Bryce Young, Hinton Hooker, and. Uh, Will Levis or Anthony Richardson or Stetson Bennett. Yeah. I was baffled. Yeah, nobody. To not hear Will Rogers. I'm sorry. Will Rogers was number two in passing yards last year. Why Why is he not in your top three right. for the SEC quarterbacks? Yes. Especially with a lot of question marks for a lot of teams. Oh, and I forgot K.J. Jefferson was another guy that was mentioned. And I, I think I think K.J. Jefferson's a little bit better than Will Rogers as far as right. team. Uh, but – yeah, for those of you who don't know, I went to Mississippi State for a semester, and I've been an Ole Miss fan since 2007. Uh, it was when I was painful uh, four months for Coop. It, w- it was great. <laughs> <laughs> we played a lot of NCAA football. We did that. play a lot of NCAA football and watched a lot of Grizzlies game together. But uh, And obviously I still wore red and blue while I was there, so don't come from my throat. But, uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, no, dude, offensively I'm just scared for the Ole Miss Rebels. I think we have three of the best running backs running back tandem ever, but I'm just worried that our quarterback's not going to be 
Understandable. Enough. And it starts and ends with that. Who do you think got the most votes, by the way? Four. For top 25 and didn't make it. You name North one, Carolina? one of these teams. No, they're in there. North Carolina got 71. They were fifth. Is it Mississippi State? Uh, no, Mississippi State was sixth. They got 43 votes. Dang. Uh, App? App was third. They got 80 votes. Marshall? Marshall. What? 85 votes. They were the number one team that's not ranked that got votes to be ranked. Well, that's Isn't that crazy? Oregon I would not A&M. expect Marshall. I would never guess that. I would have guessed those teams. Yeah, Oregon and A&M are probably going to be out after this. Yeah, anyways, but. absolutely. And <laughs> some uh, funny teams that got votes. Notre Dame still somehow got 23 votes after Jeez. being 0-2. Yeah. Auburn somehow got four votes. They're bad. Uh, Air Force got 19 votes. Oregon State got 42 yeah, that that is going to be a pitiful top. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's literally it's a strange time of year. Yeah. I know it's only week 3, but I mean, it's a who the hell knows? It's looking like Georgia's should be the favorite right now. And that's why they're number 1. Let's move into the NBA, our roots, our grassroots. How we started in this shit. The NBA. <laughs> we love our Memphis Grizzlies. We will get into them tomorrow. Grizz talk, you probably Grizz already talk. heard the commercial. I'm <laughs> I'm glad you got to hear that corn and my voice in it. But uh, Grizz Talk will be tomorrow. But we're going to rank today the top five NBA off-seasons. Training camp starts this month. Heck yeah, 36 days away from the Grizz, or 35. Today. Let's get it. Let's get it. Who is Who had the top five NBA off-season by team to you? Give me your number five. Give me number five. You might start with number five. Yeah, we're, we're uh, counting down. We're counting down. I, I struggled with number five. I have four that I really do think just had an awesome off-season. But – I, have, I struggle with number five, too. To I have the Los Angeles Lakers. Correct. Pat Bev, great pickup. And you gave away a bum player in town or Tucker for him, so I'm not upset about that. I saved um, their offseason. Yeah. And I loved the Lonnie Walker pickup. I think he's a better version. I think he could be better than Malik Monk was for you. Um, Thomas Bryant was an awesome addition for a team that – desperately needed a backup center because LeBron was literally playing center when he came to Memphis when I took my dad for Christmas to watch the Lakers at Grizzlies. Uh, awesome game, by the way. But uh, I like what they did. I'm interested to see if there's something else that might happen with the Lakers because um, if you don't know, there was a thing going around where uh, the last time LeBron tweeted about a player, they were traded away that next <laughs> thing, and he tweeted about Russ popping off. So – it could happen. The GM it, back at his fun. The GM could be back in the flesh. But uh, I got Lakers at five. Who you got? I got the Detroit Pistons, man. I struggled with five, too. I'm just going to go with their draft and Jalen Duran and Jay Nivey. I love both of that those pickups. Also, I know you lost Jeremy Grant, but, you know, Cade Cunningham's going into his second awesome. year, too. Yeah. He, I know he's been developing all offseason. So, Detroit's my number five. Who's your number four, bro? I like that number five. Number four, I'm going to go with the Boston Celtics. You obviously didn't do much. But you got Malcolm Brogdon. Mm-hmm. I, and that's solely why they're here at number four. They needed a point guard. They went out and got a point guard. I'm not even going to touch on the Gallinari thing because he, he's injured, so they probably won't get to play with him. But I think they, did, they didn't do much, but that's good. Absolutely. You, you were literally in the finals, and I think you were one point guard away. Exactly. Can Malcolm Brogdon stay healthy? Can he bring the defense? Can he bring the uh, game managing? That's all he needs. Exactly. I agree. Um, they're on my list, but at number four, I got the other finals opponent in Golden State Warriors. I feel like both Boston and Golden State took a trip to the NBA finals and both found a way to get better, which is rare for finals teams. 
Golden State, they lost Gary Payton. That was a real, real big loss, in my opinion. And the DiVincenzo thing came across, as I've said so many times. I love the DiVincenzo pickup. And, you know, you got Jordan Poole coming back, Clay Thompson, Dre, Steph, all coming back. James Wiseman's gotten healthy over this offseason as well. Hopefully he can be in the rotation for them. So they're at my number four. Who's your number three, brother? Yeah, the Rich definitely get richer on that one. Yeah. Number three, I've got the Denver Nuggets. Okay. All right. Um, obviously, I don't think they did too much. <laughs> I don't think they needed to. The um, Bruce Brown thing I loved. Yeah. Bruce Brown, awesome. I, I think Bruce Brown's an awesome player. Him next to Nikola Jokic is going to be awesome. Yes. Contavious Caldwell-Pope. You loved this, and I've grown to to love it. I love just KCP, man. Um, KCP is it's the prototypical three and D, especially that corner three. That's going to be awesome for Jokic to have. It's all going to rest on Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. I think they both play. I'm not as high on Michael Porter Jr. playing, but Jamal Murray is going to come back, and I think that's going to be a massive, massive, I agree. massive piece for them. And then maybe Aaron Gordon can actually know how to play as the fifth, fourth best player on that team, <laughs> unlike exactly. last year. Exactly. They needed defense around Jokic. They were throwing Jokic and pick and rolls every time in the playoffs when they played Golden State Warriors. I think just having guys like Bruce Brown and KCP, three and D guys, that's just perfect. I, I Honestly, speaking of the Nuggets, I wish I would have put them on this list. I got three at Boston Celtics, just like you did, all the reasons, the Brogdon and all that as well. So who's your number two? Number two is my cows. Okay. All right, for those of y'all that don't know, I, I was out of town these past two weeks, so I did not get to talk about the Donovan Mitchell news. Talk about I it. was excited. Um, you can go back and clip one of our previous things where I literally said, stay out of it, don't ruin it. You your- were calling them finals contenders before. Before this. Yeah, yeah you best damn believe I put money <laughs> on them hoes. Um, actually, I don't bet. <laughs> but we can go put about- money on the Cavs. I'm yeah, confident. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but I didn't get to talk about that. And I li- if you had told me when we were like, the Cavs are apparently out of Donovan Mitchell talks, and I said, good, don't mess what you have going. But, Jack, if you had told me, Cooper, you don't have to trade Garland, Mobley, or Allen, and you can have Donovan Mitchell, would you do it? I would do it 100 times out of 100. Absolutely. I'm sorry. This was an awesome trade for them. Yeah. You gave up Colin Sexton, who you don't know what he's going to be yeah. next year, but you signed and traded him. Laurie Markin is a good basketball player. He played really well for you. Hopefully he can continue playing well and get back to the kind of that rookie form that he played with the Bulls and with the Jazz. I am looking forward to that. Um and then Ochai Baji, obviously, you don't know what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. I love Ochai Baji, and I'm still going to root for him. He still can be a, a front runner for rookie of the year now because Lord knows what he's going to do it on the Jazz team. But your starting lineup is Garland, Donovan Mitchell, probably Isaac Coro, so they have that defense. Uh, Mobley, then Allen, Allen, then off the benches, Karis Levert, Rookie Rubio, K Love, and Kevin Love. Kevin Love, literally two years ago, was sitting there saying, Get me the hell out of here. This is a bum team, and now I think you're one of my favorites for the finals yes. out of the East. Obviously, they're deep. East as is hell too. Yes. So is the East. East is super deep, and that's going to be really hard. But you got Ricky Rubio back. You obviously made this massive trade for Donovan Mitchell, which I think is an awesome value for y'all. I like I like what the Cavs did this offseason. They're at number two for me. I feel like in the East now there is no sleeper team. There is no sleeper team because you look at Boston, you look at Philadelphia, you look at. Um, Boston, Philadelphia, Chicago as well in there. Milwaukee. Milwaukee, yes. 
and Brooklyn's not a sleeper. Now Cleveland's not a sleeper. Like, geez. It's going to be a tough East. It's, it's going to be, be very, East. very – the playoffs are going to be super interesting. Uh, my number two is the Philadelphia 76ers uh, with the DeAnthony Melton signing, with P.J. Tucker signing. And they were able to do those moves because James Harden took a pay cut, which was big for his legacy and his career. And this past week they picked up Montrezl Harrell to sure up that backup center role. So I like that. And a pick and roll with James, I could see Montrezl Harrell thriving. Shout out Montrez Harrell. Shout out Trez, Shout man. Out Trez. Hopefully, uh, he's he's not in the feds anymore, <laughs> man. Uh, he's been struggling. He's been struggling with the feds, Thanks. man. Who's your number one, brother? I'm glad you're sitting down. Cause it's this person's not on my list. You already mentioned my number one, so I have no idea who the hell your number one is. You ready? If you say the team on your shirt, I'm gonna walk out of this room. No, the Grizzlies. I was about to say. I was like, absolutely nothing. <laughs> Danny Ainge and the Utah Jazz. Dude, you are, are so one. full of shit. Are you no, serious, I'm bro? Ass. I'm dead ass. How? Here's why. I was about to rip that trade. <laughs> Go ahead. Here's why. Go ahead. You ready? You had two players that were never going to win together in Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. You now have eight young players, and you're competing with Sam Presti for the most first round draft picks over the next few years. Incredible. And guess what? Mike Conley's going to be gone. It may he might be more bought out than gone, but Mike Conley's gonna be gone. Jordan Clarkson's gonna be gone. Rudy Gay's gonna be gone. Hassan Whiteside's gonna be gone. Boyan Bogdanovich is gonna be gone. They still have plenty to do. And I'm not even gonna lie to you. This team might actually be interesting to watch. Hear no. me out, hear me out, hear me out. I'm not watching Walker no, Kessler. I'm, I'm not. F Walker Kessler. He ain't gonna play. Adoka has a book he's gonna be playing. Who? <laughs> <laughs> you know who Adoka has a book is. I know who he is, but I'm not turning oh, off fucking Steph Curry no. to watch. <laughs> Listen, you saw Colin Sexton average 25 points a game on incredible efficiency. I did. You see saw that. it. I'm going to see him not pass the ball again this year. Hell yeah, he don't need to. He don't need to. Who are you playing with? That's my point. This team's actually low-key interesting. If Laurie Markkinen can get back to that Bulls, he's the second-best player on this team. Bro. If he can get back to playing like the Bulls. And they're fun to watch with Lowry Markkinen as your not, number not, second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Your second-best player, Lowry Markkinen. I'm not watch. saying they're going to be an incredible basketball team, but they have certain pieces to build a young core around. You have two rookies and Ochai Abaji, who we both love, I don't give a shit about Walker Kessler. I loved him at Cleveland. I loved him as a rotational 3D guy. He's going to be the starting three on this team. He's not going to be a star. I'm not saying he, ha- he doesn't have to be a star. The, the, you have to have, be a star to build around them. They have nothing to build around right they now. Do. They, they do. They do. They have a gazillion and four first-round picks. They have, they have first-round picks, but I'm talking about on the roster right now, Utah has nothing to build around. Colin Sexton, Lori Mark, and Ochai Abaji. And Jared Vanderbilt. Jared Vanderbilt was literally in a playoff Those aren't build-around players. I think of Shake. Those are incredible role players. I th- yeah, they're incredible role players. Exactly. They're not build-around franchise guys like Cade Cunningham, Anthony Edwards, and on, and John Morant, on, on and on and on. Just you wait. Colin Sexton's going to average 35 this year, be an all-star. He may. He's going to do it on horrible efficiency and shooting 40 fucking times this game. There's no way. So, so this is your analysis. Utah had a better, Utah had a better offseason than the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. No, no shot, bro. Dude, no shot. The Rudy Gobert trade was amazing, but the Donovan Mitchell thing, bro, I feel like he sold on that. Oh, I was good. so disappointed in that. But think about it. He set the market with the Rudy Gobert trade. Yeah, he did. I mean, he And then fucked himself on the Donovan Mitchell one. But he still got three. He got three better players than he did from the Rudy Gobert trade. Can we agree on that? Because Pat Bev's gone. You I got, like Malik Beasley. 
Malik Beasley's soul is still in FedEx form. Yeah, absolutely. Be okay. They honestly might trade him away because his soul is still in FedEx form. They the only way he gets his soul back after John Dunn. But Colin Sexton's game. coming off an injury. Like that's what I we're not that. talking about. And I hear that. But Colin Sexton's a Rottweiler. I mean, we literally watched him like annoy the crap out of John. He has, Obviously, he's he not doesn't have play. an A button though. He does not know how to pass. He doesn't know how to rebound. He can score. He's a hooper. He's a great he, hooper. He's a hooper. But he's not a star. I think he. I think you can turn him into. Not necessarily like the like you were mentioning the Cade Cunningham's the ants of the world, but I can see him being like a Jalen Green. Jalen Green don't got an A button, mm-hmm. and we're talking about him being most improved. So like I mean, Colin Sexton potentially, and I'm not, and obviously we're we're having fun right now. I love like, this. Colin Sexton probably won't average 35 of being an All Star because yeah. he's going to be on a garbage team. We still don't know what this final roster is going to look like, and I honestly think. Colin Sexton giving like put the ball in his hands. He can score. We've seen it. We literally watched it. Yes, he doesn't have as many people around him, so people are gonna be honing in on him. He's the guy at the top of the chart, like uh, Vernon always says for Jaw. Yeah. Jaw got moved up to the top of the chart, and so now he he has to adapt. Colin Sexton is gonna be that. Obviously, nobody's gonna be sitting there like focusing heavily on the Jazz because they're be like, oh, bet we get to play the Jazz. Bro, but like, I view them as this year's tanking for Victor Webdom. I do not like, <laughs> or however the fuck you say his name. I just don't think. <laughs> I just don't think. Say his name real quick. We got it. We got Victor it. Wabanyama. Thank you. Thank you. We got to correct that. Should I keep? <laughs> I see them as taking for him. I don't see them as. I'm not turning on a jazz game. I swear to God, if they were playing in my driveway right now, I'm shutting the blinds. I do not give a shit well, about the jazz. The hell! Oh, they I know you will be. Good. I know. But what I'm saying is, they have nothing to build around. They have picks. They That's do. it. Yes, and picks you can build around, but you also have. Quality NBA players at like a Jared Vanderbilt. Yes, he's not going to be averaging no 20 and 10, but he's going to be a really, really good basketball player for you. He's going to fill up the stat sheet. He's going to do what he needs to do. He's always going to be in the right place. Center is a question mark. That's why I, I didn't get to talk about it, but I know uh, you, you, you love Jordan Clarkson. I'm down to give them Xavier Tillman. I think Xavier Tillman would start immediately at their center, Absolutely. and I think he'd be a great I'd center for them. I'd be down for that too. But – I don't know if they'd take that. We'd obviously have to give up so some picks either, because yeah. Danny Ainge decides to take I think he'd want Zaire, and we would not get that. We wouldn't do that no. for Jordan Clarkson. But would you do Brandon Clark, by the way? It's a question I asked Trey. Would you, ah, we'll save it for tomorrow. We'll save we'll it for tomorrow. We'll save um, tomorrow. I, I, I don't know how I, I, I think of that one that. now. Yeah, but, please uh, do. I, I really like what the Jazz done. Just because, I mean, you traded two guys that you were never going to win with. Yeah. You literally are cutting losses. And I think Danny Ainge even came out and said he was like, there was too much turmoil going on, but I was going to see how it played out. And it played out the way I assumed it was going to play out. They sucked ass in the playoffs. Mm. You literally sucked ass against a Luka Doncic-less Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. And, I mean, you go from now, what was it, four picks from the Timberwolves or five? It was five, right? Yeah, it was, I think it was four and then five you had Walker, Walker Kessler. Kessler. So, we'll yeah. say four because Walker Kessler is an actual human. Um, and then you got four or five from the Cavs, right? I think it was three. I think it was three. Oh, was it three with yeah. two swaps? Yeah, Okay. I think so. That's capital. And I'm not the Cavs picks, like those swaps are going to be. But if you think about it, they still have five players that are probably going to be on new teams come things. So you could get another player to start around. And I mean. I'm just saying they have no direction right now. They could get the Victor kid next next year and like everything's all well. But Danny Ainge is Kool-Aid. I don't like their offseason at all. Danny Ainge's Kool-Aid is the most delicious Kool-Aid in the world. Just think about it. Boston Celtics literally just went to a final. Bro. That was the most fun debate I've ever had, and thank you for that. <laughs> that was absolutely incredible. Jazz had the best offseason. You heard it here first. My number one was the Cleveland Cavaliers. Like, 
Evan Mobley, uh, Donovan Mitchell. Like, weren't you just high on them? I oh, they're were... they're going to be in the championship. Okay. I, I literally, if if I gambled, which my argument settled. You can literally ask anybody. I, I would be the worst gambler of the world because <laughs> I get mad if I lose at anything. But I would put money on. So the at number two, you have a team that's going to the NBA Finals, and at number one, you have a team that's winning fifteen games. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. All right. On that note, we Victor Wabanyama, <laughs> here we come. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, this is a wrap on our first ever Hampton Sports Podcast. Y'all be sure to tap in. These are coming out every Wednesday and Saturday at 11 a.m. Grizzlies talk to uh, – we're recording tomorrow, but that comes out on Thursday. Y'all be sure to tap into that. Thank y'all so much. Be sure to mash that like button and subscribe. Get us 50K. We're so, so close. I have a great announcement coming at 50K. Y'all have a great, great night. And Coop, you have a great night, my friend. Yes, sir. You too.